Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and show a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, and the mentions of pet death. When entering the vast, burning wastes of District 3, remember these rules. The sun is unforgiving. Cover your skin and shield your eyes. If the sands move beneath your feet, move quickly. The giant worms are on the hunt. Keep your distance from those with legacy, for they are cursed and it spreads. But most importantly of all, do not Disobey the Twelve. By the order of the Twelve, you are under arrest. This is the Wild West. Let's be legendary. I am checking out the guest house. Okay. Well, you f- first enter. Yeah. And about two seconds after entering, Jareth is charging out the front door. Oh. And over to you guys. Oh. Oh, I thought I told you to stay out of this, out of the house, but I. Yeah. I still like. You don't care. <laughs> yeah. Mom. Mom. Jareth. Oh. Adrian. Hey, kid, are you okay? Yeah, what What the fuck? Where were you uh, guys? Hey, I Who don't you that loud? I grabbed his face. I'm really happy to see you, but watch your damn mouth. <laughs> where, did you, where did you get that word from? Us. Oh. Shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, okay, under circumstances, this is this is actually quite an appropriate time to use that word. So, you know, good, good word usage, I guess. It's a long story. You're okay, though. I'm fine. Okay, good. <laughs> Just this, like, incensed. I'm fine. You roll remember, with his, with his voice comes a toad. Uh, yes, very true. So, you know. Are you here by yourself? No. Uh, he looks back and Talden is actually standing on the front porch now. Oh. <sighs> Just a sigh of relief. Okay. And I, like, like hug him. It's okay. It's a long story, but we're okay. Okay, Adrian, are you okay? Adrian? Oh, shit. I literally had her in my arms. Jareth came up and hugged you. Where is she now? You actually catch sight of her through one of the windows going up a staircase in the house. Oh, she's upstairs. Long story. Yeah. I start heading inside. Okay, where's, where's Brother Martin? That's part of the story. Oh. We go towards Calvin. Yeah. In the house. Thanks for keeping an eye on him. There was no problem. Where? What happened? Mm, where to begin? Ernest and I were trying to get a hold of you, but nothing we were sending was working. It wouldn't have. We couldn't even open the house. I see. I'm gonna go make some coffee because. We haven't had that for a couple of days. I motion at you. Message. Yeah. Make decaf. For you. Yes, but don't tell anyone. Well, no, they think you have gross coffee anyway. There you go. Okay. Can you go check on Adrian, please? Yes, of course. Something is not right. So I'm going to go in the kitchen and, like, make coffee, mm-hmm. decaf, but everyone probably assumes it's the gross coffee mm-hmm. that nobody likes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, tea for Talden. Okay. And I'm going to tell them what happened. Okay. And I'm going to check on Adrian. So you go upstairs into Adrian's room. Mm-hmm. And she is just there, holding socks, sobbing on her bed. I go in. I get on the bed with her and I just gather her up in my arms, just mm-hmm. let her cry it out. She sucks. Yeah. 
She's like clinging on to socks. Uh-huh. And she says through sobbing breaths. He said said that he was dead. Who was dead? He said Socks was dead. Oh, oh Adrian. He told many lies, but none so cruel as that. As you just she's crying it out, I'm just stalking your hair and You did so well, Adrian. You were so brave. I'm so proud of you. She eventually hiccups herself into into silence. Uh-huh. She's not crying anymore, but she is just sitting, mm-hmm. almost crushing poor socks. But yeah, oh, it's fine, socks. You yeah. can deal with it. Uh, just staring off in in the distance. He can't help you anymore. He said that he would destroy everything, that he would kill everyone. Mommy, Tally, Jerris. He is not going to kill anyone now. He's gone. And she starts crying again and I just, just leans it. into you. I just hold her. So just, just keep reassuring her that he's gone. He cannot hurt her ever again. Tally, downstairs you conclude the story of what happened. So... The crystal you broke. What does that mean? I don't know. They're not trapped anymore. <laughs> I think the world is about to get a lot stranger. I lift up my coffee. He is open. Uh, Ernest had some information for you, but it might not be... um pertinent now uh, it was about the uh, the crystals that you had found what about them they were people he was able to communicate and unlock original memories they were people once the whole situation is just one big fucked up mess indeed what will you do now I got information of where Brown is. If he was telling the truth. But right now I'm tired. Yes, I imagine. Rest, then. Yeah. Bath and rest. Yes, bath. Thanks. I wasn't going to say anything, but you brought it up first. I've been keeping you people clean with prestidigitation. Doesn't matter. We're still... <laughs> After a while, you start like, you know. Just use that said look of someone who clearly needs a bath. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've been doing your homework? Yeah. It's the weekend, so. Or your sister's upstairs if you want to go check on her. Yeah. Jareth heads on upstairs. And I'm just sitting with Adrian. Who's yeah. probably crying on and off, which is fine. Yeah, he sits with her and holds her with you. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> Your island is crooked. No, it's not. Tell them. Yes? Can I ask you for something? Anything. Don't say that because it's big. But <sighs> it is big and you can say no. We live an extremely dangerous life. Even though I have a feeling it's going to calm down soon. There is always that chance that we might not come back. If anything ever were to happen to either of us, could you make sure Yes. Well, it's less dramatic if you interrupt me. I'd like you to be their godparent. If you would accept. I'd be honored. I'll hug you when I don't smell. They roll their eyes. Come here. Yay. (laughs) And you're telling a huge hug. Yeah. Thank you for keeping him safe. 
He's a good kid. He's a brat. <laughs> He's one of the best kids that I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say goodbye and go check on the rest of my family. You find them upstairs, just all on Adrian's bed. <laughs> Party? Something like that. Jareth, Adrian, I gotta talk to you two about something. They both look up. So what I'm about to tell you can't leave this room yet. Okay. And I do mean that seriously. Okay. I mean it. So you're staying the oldest. And then I pointed Adrian. But you aren't going to be the youngest. Adrian looks confused and Jareth's mouth just falls open. I smile. Mom's pregnant. Jareth just still jaw open just looks from Celine to Talia just like back and forth. Talia starts blushing. <laughs> like, oh gosh. <laughs> and I go from like like a like a warm like like yay familiar smile to like a hee hee hee. So she's going to have a baby soon. We still need to talk to the doctor. Hmm. But yeah, don't tell anyone yet. We want to talk to the doctor first. And then we want to announce it ourselves. So okay. Everybody. Shh. Cherith nods. Adrian puts a finger over her own lips. And... <laughs> well, Adrian, you'll get to be a big sister. Her eyes go wide in like fear. Gonna be Tina? No, honey. No, you're gonna be like Jareth. She rubs at her forehead. <laughs> no, sweetie. It just means you're not gonna be the youngest anymore. Okay. So you gotta teach the little one how to paint, okay? Okay. She like gets up to like go get paints. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like grab her. And bring her back. Not yet, not yet. We're gonna wait for the baby to be born first. Okay. Tomorrow? Probably more like nine months. About 77 weeks. It's gotta grow first. Oh, okay. You'll notice when I pat Celine's stomach, it'll start right here. Celine's like, I didn't go into that's going to happen. Yep, she'll start getting rounder right here. And it'll get up all the way out here. It will not. It will take no, up it all the way out. It's, she is lying. She looks like dubious. <laughs> <laughs> this is about the time when I start, like, when Talia started learning this sort of thing. Uh, so she's, it doesn't, like, you know, she gets that. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, sure. It's gonna come out of mom, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, my dears. I am going to go take a bath. Shut up, Jareth. I didn't say anything. You got that look on your face that says, yeah, mom, you need it. <laughs> I know your head. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm going to take a bath as well. Alrighty. So you both head to the pool out back. Oh, there's a bathtub inside. Oh, oh the bathtub inside. Yeah, we have a jacuzzi tub inside. That's right, yeah. Because we're super indulgent in some ways. Yeah. Yep. Smallish sort of house, except like has on the inside it has just, like bigger just, like just just the most indulgent, just luxurious shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Selvin bubble bath. It is so. Excellent. So I'm sitting in the bathtub with you, just like, oh, I can't even begin to unpack everything that happened to us. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not tonight. Not even a little bit tonight. Except one thing. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I want to go outside. Well, of course. Which you are welcome to join me. I would love Since that. the last time I went by myself. Yeah, you're not allowed anymore. <laughs> are you still in District 3? No. District 3 can still fuck itself. Wow. This did not endear me to it at all. Is that a really petty way of thinking about this whole thing? Not at all. <laughs> and then saying it's kind of quiet. You okay? Talia, I must ask something of you. 
What? It won't take long, but tomorrow I need to go back to Blue Peak. Blue Peak? Yes. Why? Oh, Martin. You do not need to come with me if you do not want to. No, no, I'll come with. I'm sorry, I know that your search for continues to be. No. It's okay. You can jump in and out. Yes, I can. Adrian can vanish. Yeah. That's a thing. You want my pin belt? Yeah, could I yeah, get yeah. that veil? You, you just just pop that out of It's always in ammo space. Yeah, there you just... go. There you go. Okay. Just that back. No unpacking tonight. I just want to go outside. Probably should have done that before we took a bath. Yeah, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you say so. I just needed to get the grime off. Okay, yeah, I'm scrubbing your back. After we get under the bath, which is not for a while, we're just supposed to like, oh, comfort. Oh, it feels so nice. Yeah, after we get out, I check on Renal, make sure she was able to get a bath. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. She's all right. She, she's snoring. Yeah, you check on her <laughs> and she's like, she's just on her bed. Just passed out. Well, still in all her gear, sword yep. on her back. Just her boots are off. Okay. Well, okay. You know what? That's good enough. <laughs> yeah, good enough. She'll wake up in three hours and take you know get the rest off, yep. or maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? She might just sleep through the night. Okay. Ready to run? Yeah. Ready to run. Ready to fly. All right. Go outside. Mm-hmm. Let's see if. See if anything changes? Yeah. All right. I do the same thing I've been doing for a while, which is focusing on my two of my DDs. The third one, I'm a little afraid to see if anything changed with. So I'm like, I'm not going to focus on the warden. I don't really focus on the warden for this anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that is a conversation with that particular deity that I'm like kind of afraid to have. So. I will focus on two of my deities, and I shift. You shift into the direwolf form, and run. And run. And run. Do I fly behind? You know, well behind, because you go fast down, but then, you know. Talia. Huh? I guess you're running. You feel a presence off to your right. You look over and he's a ways away, bigger than you, the wolf tearing through the landscape, this charging, keeping pace with you. Uh, I'm still running, but mm-hmm. I, I howl as I go. And the wolf howls back. Do I yield this? Yeah. Oh gosh. This entire game we've just been crying. Right. <laughs> I don't even know how to finish that. I just tell you just runs as much mm-hmm. as she can. Until she basically becomes exhausted. But You run through both of your shifts. And continue to run you when you shift back down just to human form you run for another good 200 yards before just coming to a halt and collapsing down on your knees how far behind am i <laughs> it takes you about five minutes to catch up <laughs> okay i'm holding my pendant just put down beside you Look up at the moon, which would be a crescent by now. Mm-hmm. It should be. The full moon smiles down at you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I look up at Selene and I just, like, tears down my cheeks and I'm just smiling. I'm gonna sit down next to you. I'm just trying to catch my breath. <laughs> I'd probably just eventually like lean into you. Mm-hmm. 
I lean back. How far did we go? Stop. Oops. Yeah, I have no idea where we are now. <laughs> but I did grab the donut before we left. Oh, that was extremely small. It wasn't it? Yes, I got a tip from God. <laughs> did you see him? No, but I heard him. Did you see him? Yeah. That is what matters. Still clutching my pendant, and then I feel the point at the very tip of it. I wonder if John's okay. I'm sure Gaspard is fine. I stand up. I'm not calling him that. You don't have to. As they also do. Anyway, want to go to bed? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Take out a plank of wood. All right. Stick it in the ground. You head to bed. Your own bed. Oh, oh my pillow. <laughs> Sheets. And you're both asleep as soon as... <laughs> just, just, we don't... No, it's... We are with Renard. Like, the boots come off, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> as you go to sleep... God fucking fuck, 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 fuck! Celine, you awake, sitting in your mother and father's house, across the table in the kitchen, from the undertaker. I just look up at him. I just smile. My child. Father. You did well. She closes her eyes. She looks almost pained. What is wrong? It wasn't my decision to make. It's a crystal. It should not have been my decision. You are right. It should have been no one's decision. It should never have been made in the first place. But you were there. It fell to you. And I believe you chose well and wisely. What if I hadn't? Then the world would have gone on as it was. You and your wife and your daughter would likely be dead. That's what scares me. You, you say I made the right decision, and I I believe you, but I so could easily have made the wrong one. I almost did. That's part of being a cleric. That's part of being mortal. She just fades into a vibe. You were created with the power of choice. And it is a beautiful and terrible responsibility. And I believe that you are ready for even greater choices. What choice could be greater than the one I was first to make? Anthopolis. He had been holding his hands clasped in front of him on the table. He pushes an item towards you with his right hand. Look down. A obsidian black key, the handle of it shaped like a crow, perched on the rest of the body of the key. It sits in the direct center of the table. Do I know what it is? You do. I can't take this. It is yours to take. I don't know if I... You are my daughter of my line. She just stares at the key. The barrier is broken, and it is possible other clerics, other worshippers may come and gain my favor now. But you and your line will only ever be the ones to carry this key. And she puts a hand on her stomach at the mention of airline. So it has been, and so it always will be. But it is a choice 
you can turn away the key and not take it. What would you have me do with it? Choose carefully. She bites your lip like she's like she wants to say something but doesn't quite know. Like she's thought about this. Speak your mind, child. It is against your very will that anyone be brought back from the door. And if this key is to unlock that door. What did I show you the other day in the ash? I had asked you about Brother Mountain. And you had mentioned your friend, and I saw fit to provide guidance. Yes, but that was... that was different, that was interfering, that was intervening before she could be brought to the door. This is... I told you when she was to die. And something closes her eyes, like pain, like, oh. And yet she lives. Time and time again, you and your partner and friends have fallen in battle and you call them back. This is no different. The time of one's death and the length of one's measurements do not always match. She's gonna fail with her brow. Yes, they do. A box that is three by six will just as easily hold a man only four foot high. It is when one attempts to extend their life beyond the measurements. That is where we draw the line. What, what, what if she closes her eyes and swallows hard, trying to choke out the world? What if that person made the decision to go through the door himself? All that pass through the door must choose. It is the power of mortals to choose. And just as they choose to go through, if the door is open, it is their choice whether to step back. Will you facilitate their choice, Selene? Will you allow them the chance to choose? If I take it, must I use it? No. Taking it is your choice, using it is your choice. The only obligation that comes with it is the request to choose wisely. I don't know if I... if I have that sort of wisdom. I have faith. She looks almost more pained at that. How do I, how do I know who deserves a second chance? How will I know if I'm... I'm to use this, that I'm just not using it selfishly, that I... Selfishly? Indeed it is possible. She looks down. Let them choose. Ask them to come to the door. If they do not, then their punishment has been great enough that they are not allowed. Or their time has come. Their measurements have been met. But give them the chance to choose. That is my advice. And plus, you'd be surprised what people will do when given a second chance. Oftentimes, even those you do not think should deserve it surprise you. Do you remember was some time ago, perhaps not too long, 
a gentleman by the name of Samuel. Clankshaft. A member of the 42nd. Yes. Of a Nazi recruit. Your wife saw fit to give them a second chance. He makes a motion over the table and a section of the wood solidifies in the glass. And looking through it, you see a scene. Wherever it is, it's not District 1. Somewhere underground in a vast city. Probably District 2. Okay. The camera is following... (laughs) The camera. (laughs) the, The view is following somebody that you vaguely recognize. It, a woman seems to be in her late 20s, early 30s. I kind of my eyes trying to... She goes by Samantha now. Oh. You see her going through a market just gathering groceries. If this was Tally's decision, not mine, I would have had him killed. My point here is the power of choices and second chances. Celine takes a very deep, deep breath. Closes her eyes. And then lifts her hand, shaking. Towards the key. And slowly picks it up. And just holds it in her hand for a moment. Still looks rather pained. I hope I don't disappoint you. He smiles warmly. I have faith in you, my child. She smiles a little bit at that. And I have faith in you. Time to wake up. And he stands up and comes over to you and takes your hand in his. And I stand. He lifts your hand, holding the key to your chest for safekeeping. And then you're awake. Your hand to your chest, which is ice cold. Sit up. And I feel... Still cold? Mm-hmm. What time is it? About three in the morning. Uh, Talia, are you asleep? <laughs> she's asleep in the most, like, undignified, <laughs> like... Like, she's got, like, one hand down her pants. The other one, like, over her face. I get out of bed. You know, careful not to wake Sleeping Beauty over here. <laughs> You dog, bu- dog breath. You brush your teeth before you try to kiss me. Get out of bed. I go downstairs. Still feeling the cold spot on my chest. And I look up at Zachariah's skull. Still cold? It's concentrated down to like a bead of cold. Mm-hmm. But you feel the presence of the key there, and you know that you could call it out at any time. It just sits there for quite some time, I think. Just thinking. Going over things in my head. I'm down there for like an hour and a half. Okay. Until I finally go back to bed. That's about the time I wake up. 4.30? Oh, not 4.30. Hmm. No, but I probably wake up before you get up mm-hmm. the second time. Mm-hmm. Talia. Oh, girl. Oh, I thought it was safe, yeah. Your dreams are much different. Okay. Much more in the way of just unconsciously running through wood and field as a wolf in various sizes. Sometimes you're small, sometimes you're big. Occasionally the wolf runs with you and no matter what day or night wherever you're running in your dream the moon is present in the sky above those are your dreams those are nice thanks i appreciate that still don't know what the warden's gonna say want me to call him 
Uh, the last time I asked you to call someone, you threw a fit. So no. Well, I can't. That, what, okay, how do you have his number? Hey, his number already. Maybe that might be a thing we might want to like, you know, check in with him about. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Gaspard? So, so Gaspard, how are you? How's tricks? So I wake up and check on both the kids. Adrian is in bed, just still asleep. Socks is curled up on her chest. Good. Jareth is uh, working on getting up, putting on makeup. I don't want to disturb him. I just, like, look in and make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the stables. I'm going to go see my horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're both really happy to see you. I give them a big hug and I cast speak with animals. We're worried. I'm sorry, guys. We, uh, we had to go save Adrian. Little one. Yeah. She's okay. We got her. And hopefully we can leave this desert soon. Too much sand. Way too much. I just hang out with them for a little while, just hugging weird things. I'll probably get up shortly after you, because I'm not not a late sleeper like some other characters that aren't here. Right. But yeah, I get up shortly after you and I go to find you. I wake up and like, Talia? Oh, fuck. Talia? But then, okay, it's fine, it's fine. I go to find you. And probably in the stables, and there you yeah, are. Yeah, uh, there I am. Hugging my horse. <laughs> and your horse. <laughs> Both our horses. Talia? And here, Celine. Come in. I'm still in my jammies. Oh, okay. I got my hold on. Hey, dude. <laughs> Loaded question, I know, but. Are you okay? Do you need anything? <laughs> I just I feel my chest again. Can I still feel it? It's a concentrated bead, but yeah. My father visited me last night. Yeah? Yes. Everything okay? Regarding the crystal and what we did? I think so. Oh, okay. So what was it about then? He um still like kind of Pressing at my chest. Do you remember what the warden told us about the key that the Undertaker's first cleric had? Yeah, the black one. I think I might have it. Like, like on you? I think it's in me. In you? There's a key in you. Is it like a metaphor or something? I don't think so. And I touch that cold spot. Mm-hmm. And I try to see what I if I can draw it out. As you press the cold spot, suddenly the head of the obsidian raven meets your fingers and you draw it out magically from your chest. And you see this. Okay, that was weird. Um... And while the door doesn't appear, Celine, it's in your peripheral vision. Can you see it? Um, I don't see it, but I can feel it. Actually, as an experiment, I summon grave silence. I just kind of hold him. The sensation grows stronger, Talia, but you still don't see it. I can definitely feel it. And poof. Thanks, buddy. And Celine, as you turn and look, it always just stays in your peripheral vision. Mm, I never try to look oh. at it. Oh, okay. I just I just know it's there. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with it? What do most keys do, Talia? It opens the door. It opens the door. Okay. Are you supposed to open it for something? That is my choice. What's wrong? I'm gonna kind of tell you the same thing I told him. Like it, I'll just reiterate. It was my choice to break the crystal too. And I... As far as I can tell, I made the right decision. But what if I hadn't? I almost didn't. 
and we'd all be dead. Well, you weren't the only one there to make that choice either. It wasn't like the entire thing rested on your shoulders. This one does. Does it? I'm just kind of towning it in my fingers. And she's doing that thing where she's definitely thinking about a thing, but not saying it, which I'm so- I know, that's- I am so sorry, she's so obstinate. So, that key lets you bring people back from the dead, basically. Like, opens the door. And I can call a person who has passed Sword back for a second chance at life. Hey, you should try it on Zachariah. She stops, like, stops playing with it. She's kind of turning it in her fingers, stops, almost stops breathing. <laughs> I mean, that would be a really good one to give a second chance to, considering how much you miss him. I'm gonna look over at you. Like almost, the look on her face is almost accusing. It's, it's halfway between like, what do you mean? And how very dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Tilly just looks confused. Like, I thought this was a stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious to me. Who am I to decide if Edith's house has a chance at life? He was a criminal. So? Technically, he served a sentence. And we both know he didn't exactly get a fair shakedown. And she's gone back to kind of staring at the key and playing with it. Besides, it's not really going to be your choice anyway. Of course, it's my choice. Well, it's your choice to open. But. Won't it be his choice if he wants to come back or not? And she closes her eyes, kind of gripping the key in her, in her fist. How many good people die every day, Talia? People who spend their lives working to ease the suffering of others, or to defend the, pe the people who cannot defend themselves, or any number of things. Probably a lot more than I would like, but I don't know if you have all of their bones. That's not my point. What's your point? Zachariah Afield was a criminal. Why? Why should he deserve a second chance when there are so many who should... So many who would be more deserving. It doesn't matter how much I miss him. We're criminals. <laughs> Here, anyway. That's different. How? Did we rob a train? No. Did we, in our late teens, decide that being honest was too hard and start swindling people? No, but... <laughs> I mean, honestly, Celine, it it's your choice if that's what you want to do with it, but... And it would be his choice if he wanted to actually come back, but it sounds like you're just trying to make excuses as to why you don't want to. No. It... And if you don't want to, then you don't want to. It's not. She shakes her head. I almost made the wrong choice in Anthopolis. I almost made the wrong choice, and then you and me and Ronald and Adrian would all be dead. And the spirit of Ansonius would be, would still be, who knows what he would be doing. I almost made the wrong choice. Celine, this choice isn't about you. But it is still my choice to make. Well, if you don't want to, then you don't want to. And she closes her eyes in that pained way. Ah, you do. I don't know. But you do miss him. I have no reason to. That is so not an answer. 
It's not something you have to decide right now, considering we've got loose ends to tie up. She nods. Yes, you you are right. And I press a key against my chest. Try to put it away. It, like, okay, go to bed. It melts back into your chest and back into that concentrated point of cold. So weird. <laughs> Actually, take your hand. Can you feel this? And I, like, press it against the cold spot. It does feel significantly colder there. Wow, is that where it lives? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it definitely, um... Definitely colder. Yeah. Okay. Blue Peak. Unless you need to go somewhere else. Peak. Nope. Roll for it. Do I have to roll? I don't, don't have to roll to get into my realm. You don't have to roll to get into your realm, but oh. to go from your realm to Blue Peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to have to roll for that. Okay, so I open a door to the, the realm of Hell Shadows. Okay. I check on my habits. You're doing fine. Yeah? Uh, the, uh, the mice army has grown. Oh! And includes a number of ferret and weasel cavalry. <laughs> You're doing a fantastic job. Thank you, Your Majesty. <laughs> Any uh, anything happen while I was gone? Nothing to report. So open, go to a tree, and try to open a door to. Uh, yeah, let's just open it like this. No, could you open it to that mattress though. You're my favorite. I know. Yes. Do okay. It. Do it. This is the second time we've done this to this woman. Yep. That's a nut 20. Nat 20. Okay, yeah, I'm not even going to make you roll the con save then. Okay. You just open it right through the back room mm-hmm. of the mattress shop. Mm-hmm. And just start walking your way through the store. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Can I help you? Now nah, we're good today. Thanks. You. <laughs> Get out, get out of my store! <laughs> How did you get in? I opened an interdimensional portal through a realm that has not been able to be accessed for 1,000 years, one of which I am a lord of. Get out before I call <laughs> the constable. The constable's like this. But yeah, we're leaving. Sure, I can't buy some towels? Out! <laughs> oh, look at these pillowcases. Okay, 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 okay. So we make our way to the cathedral. Okay. Make your way back to the cathedral, and rebuilding uh, efforts are actually a fair way along yeah, at this cool. point. Yeah. Most of the outer facade has been completely restored, with just one scaffold still around one of the two front towers, hmm. doing some restoration work on the bell tower. It's winter right now, right? Mm-hmm. There's a chill wind in the air. Which is a, like, drastic change from the desert. Right. Oh. Oh, I take my coat off. Yeah, just, really. Just both of us, like, hello. Oh, oh thank And the, the sky is cloudy and overcast. Oh. And there's actually a, a couple of small snowflakes on the air. <gasps> Nothing staying, but right. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's... Gentle little, yeah. like... Oh. I know. Oh. Ready to do this? As ready as I'll ever be. Do you want to talk to Archon? I thought I would go straight to Sister Elephine. Yeah. Or if um, Josephine is there. uh, The other cleric? The other cleric? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. You enter the cathedral to find it bustling with a number of people. Kids. Kids, adults, a lot of uh, the brothers and sisters going about, and there's definitely some sort of, like, hubbub. Increased activity. Hmm. I, uh, I I go to one of the kids. Is there a reason it's so busy in here? Sister Josephine is ill. Ew. She fell down yesterday. (laughs) Hmm. Really? How'd she fall down? She just fell and started babbling. And we try to look not guilty. (laughs) Can we see her? Uh, you'll have to talk to one of the adults. Yeah, no worries, kid. Thanks. I slipped the kid like triggered. (laughs) Here you go. All right, we look for a 
An adult. <laughs> yeah. I need an uh, adult. Brother Archon is huffing and puffing his way down the corridor. Oh, Brother Archon. Oh, Celine. <laughs> oh. Good morning. Good morning. Um, what a what a time to drop by. Really? What what? <clears throat> what makes you say that? Uh, uh, some of the most miraculous things started happening yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but a stump on your foot. Ow! Oh, uh, I, Sister Josephine collapsed. She was chanting in celestial. Hmm. And she was basically saying how she could see the face of the mother. And describing her beauty, and um, a number of acolytes uh, started displaying some minor ability. Hmm. Yeah. Like. Like. Just. What? Like what? Like. Hmm. I look. We both look very, very. Conspicuous as we're like, um, oh, really? That's, I didn't understand. Not to, wow, it really is a coincidence that we're like, <laughs> well, like, like, like this. And he takes out a pebble and closes his eyes and it begins to glow. Hey, would you look at that? I never thought after all my years of devotion. I would be rewarded with such a gift. See, it wasn't that bad breaking a crystal. You said that out loud? Yep. I look at you like I cannot believe you actually said that. Really? You can't believe I actually said that? I've been saying shit like this all game. I know. And I really <laughs> should not be so, so, so fucking surprised, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> goes right over his head. Thank God. Yeah, see, Thanks, there you thanks go. God that they can hear me now. Um... I, um, I must speak with Sister Josephine, or, uh, yes, uh, Sister Josephine, or Sister Elephine, or... Oh, uh, Josephine is still indisposed, but, uh, I'm sure. Uh, Elevine, I, I can... It is about Brother Mountain. Oh? And she has a very... Oh, dear. You might want to come to, uh, come. Oh, very well. It's a long story. Um, she's in her chambers, uh, th- this way. Uh, in Nightspeak, you should tell them. Everything? Everything. Because if they're going to get an influx of people displaying his abilities, they should know why. Yes, I agree. Okay. You brought to Sister Elephine's chambers and Brother Archon knocks on the door. Sister Elephine! Celine and Talia Argent Grey have stopped in for a visit and are asking to speak with you. May we come in? And there's a pause. Yes. Come on in. Archon opens the door and ushers you inside. And Sister Elephine is sitting at a simple wooden desk with a couple candles and several sheets of parchment and takes off a pair of spectacles as she looks up. Welcome. This is certainly an interesting time. Indeed it is. Can you light things up too? I like close my eyes like I can't believe you just said that. But I can, but I'm like oh god. The mother has not seen fit to bless me with such gifts. Oh awkward. Okay. <laughs> oh shit. And the part of me is like that sells you fucking right. <laughs> Tell you were just assuming every brother and sister would just naturally get those now. So shit. Sister Elephine. Yes. I must speak with you about Brother Martin. Brother Martin. I believe he was on a sojourn down to District 3. What? He was. And he made it to District 3. There is... No. I don't know when it happened. No. But by the time we met him... He was already gone. No. 
<laughs> she puts her head in her hands and begins just weeping. I go over to her and put her hand on her shoulder. I'm so sorry. How? Why? He was possessed. She looks up. Possessed. We encountered something ancient, very ancient and evil. It lured him close enough to be able to take over. No, you you must be mistaken. I have his remains. Or what's left of them. Children of the mother cannot be possessed. Her spirit protects and guides us and shields us from. The mother herself told me. I am so sorry. And she just begins weeping fresh tears. I kind of crouch down next to her. I cast message. Maybe don't tell her <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Change of plans. Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe next time. I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna tell Archon, yeah. I tell Archon, but don't tell her. I don't think she can handle it. I have his remains. Where where's his body? Again, what's left of it? And I take out the jar. No <gasps> What did to this to him? A very old ancient evil. An evil this world has not seen for hundreds of years. And it left not but ash. We're very sorry. I didn't lie. I didn't say anything. I know. You're lying by omission. No, I. No. Mm. Roll good. Oh man, she's gonna catch you. Uh, deception? Mm hmm. 16 for me. Six. You just look so fucking guilty. She looks past you, Talia. I'm not even. I'm not even looking at her. I'm just looking down. And focuses on you, Celine. No. You. I look up. You did this. I. How? When the possessing spirit left his body, it was the only way for us to transport his remains from the depths of Ansonopolis. You should have left his corpse there. Interred him there. Among the undead? She shuts her eyes tight, grits her teeth in anger. We also didn't want him to get possessed again. He should be at rest amongst those who also follow the mother, among his family, not left to rot among the undead. Leave him, then leave me with my brother. I just set the jaw down on the desk. Yeah, I start walking towards the door. Brother Archon follows you out. I linger for just like a little bit longer because I feel like I need to say something or do something but there's nothing I can do so I eventually go to. They were very close. I'm so sorry. He was dead before we ever met him. He nods. So was more. Oh. Might we go down to one of the sanctuaries? This might take a while to explain. Uh, very well. But I feel as though someone here must know. Uh, very, very well. Um, this way. He leads you down to one of the sanctuaries. You can tell Celine is just broken mm. up. Is it like not good? the wrong choice. Is it not okay to cremate them? Did I know that? It's one of the more obscure things, but yeah, it's not something you would have thought of in that moment, in that yeah. trying to get things out. 
I'm going to let you explain, because I don't think I can. Okay. Um, once we get to a secluded spot, I kind of go into detail of what happened. We explain that Selene has the ability to speak to the gods, granted to her by the Undertaker. And very rarely, she can speak to someone who's not the Undertaker. The mother was able to break through and actually speak and identified who was possessing Brother Martin. And at that, Selene looks like even more guilty. And I explain what the crystal is. Such a thing can bar the gods' access? Not anymore. There's multiple crystals like this holding back different planes of existence including the celestial plane part of it was broken off which is the parts that we've been getting and I explained like we had put our hands to it and had heard very clearly to let us out mm-hmm. and while we were in the fight we did and then I kind of just you know like we crushed the crystal I actually bring out part of it because we you had grabbed a bunch mm-hmm. and you know, we were told that they have access to the world again. So this is going to, like, a lot of things like this are going to happen. Like, the devoted are going to start, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I explain, we were two days worth of travel underground. We couldn't carry a decayed corpse. He had been dead for a very long time. But Celine still just looks... And we didn't want to leave him there. She looks almost green. Right. Like sick. I'm, I'm sorry we had to bring him out like that. It just... I'm sorry I made the wrong decision. No. From everything you told me, you did everything correct. Close your eyes. It is good that he is here and can be laid to rest here. It would have been... A sad way to leave things, if he were to have stayed down there. Sister Elephine speaks from grief. Celine does not look convinced, just to put it lightly. Okay. There will be more who, like you, after years of devotion, find themselves with the mother's favor. I only hope that we can rise to the occasion. Can you do us another favor? Can you not mention this? At least that it was us. Certainly. Thanks. <laughs> I suppose I could call it a bit of a um, divine revelation. There you go. Use that. Just, yeah, don't say that it was us. I'm fine being known as a bounty hunter. And an excellent one at that with a very bloody reputation. I'm not really all that keen on being known as one of the people that decided to change the world like that. Sling doesn't say anything. Ready to get back to the desert? Or should we just stay here? We have a job to do. You don't have to if you don't want to. I'm going to give you a look. I'm not even letting you go running by yourself. Why are you going to let you go up to a prom by yourself? Then let's finish this so we can go home. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Fae Wild West presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review or maybe send a tweet about today's episode. Every little bit helps. Speaking of social media, you can find the links to all of ours at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or in the show notes. If you're into community, we've built a pretty awesome one on Discord. You can find a link to that too in the show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. All episodes get posted there early, as well as extra series to follow, like Bonus Round and The Shadow of Ravenloft. Link is also in show notes and website. Talia Argent Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. 
Celine Argent Grey is played by Magsy Sass Council. The Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Audio producer and writer is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Lead writer, editor, and audio producer is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Art director, assistant audio mixer, social media, and community management is Magsy Sass Council, pronouns she, her and executive producer, creative director, audio mixer, social media, and community manager is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Emrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.